Good morning. Today is Monday, August 9th, 2021. Today we begin a journey to a different place. There are highlights of this journey. Rosh Hashanah, Shabbat Shuva, Yom Kippur, Sukkos, Shmini Hatzeres. But every moment from now until the end of this journey is significant. And we need a roadmap. What's the destination? And how will each of the milestones, each of the highlights, how will they contribute to furthering us along that journey to the destination? And we have that roadmap. That roadmap is a paragraph of Psalms. Psalm number 27, Ledavid Hashem Ori V'yishi, a song by David, God is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? Starting actually last night, but today, in our prayers, we say this psalm twice a day. Some customs say it three times a day, but we say it every morning and every evening at the end of services. Every day until the end of Shemini Yatzeres, end of Sukkos. So this is the roadmap. And on the surface, it would appear that this is an odd choice for a thematic view of the entire high holiday season because it contains no direct mention of any of the holidays. It does not include any direct mention of any of the mitzvos that we fulfill over these holidays. It is true, our rabbis point out, that the three holidays of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and Sukkos are alluded to when the verse says, Hashem Ori V'yishi, God is my light and my salvation. Our rabbis say, my light refers to Rosh Hashanah because Rosh Hashanah with its theme of justice enlightens, clarifies, makes it clear where we stand. And then Yishi, my salvation, my redemption is Yom Kippur, which is the day of forgiveness. It's a day of atonement. And then later in the paragraph, the word Sukkah is mentioned, not in connection with the holiday of Sukkot, but at least it's mentioned as a dwelling place, a shelter. So uh, our rabbis say that uh, this paragraph is chosen to say all these days because of this indirect reference to all three of the holidays. But clearly... That is meant to mean that, that this is where to look for a deeper key. I mean, it's not just that, you know, you can find a reference to all three holidays there because it's not telling us anything. That by itself doesn't tell us anything about what these holidays mean. And each of these days, every single one of these days is distinct with unique actions and a unique mood and a unique spiritual energy. So how is it possible to have one paragraph 
one psalm that we're going to say every day that somehow encompasses all of these very different days. But in fact, the effort, or rather the question that we should pose is how do we look at it differently? In other words, Rosh Hashanah is different than Yom Kippur, is different than Sukkos. But if we focus only on the unique features, let's say, of Rosh Hashanah, of blowing the shofar, then we may run the risk of losing sight of what should be the overarching theme, because there is an overarching theme, an overarching goal of all of this, and that is what is expressed in this psalm. And it relates to the subject of teshuva, of repentance. So we understand on a very simple level that the concept of repentance is something that we should try to engage in, to introspect, to think about where we've gone wrong, where we've made mistakes, to try to fix those mistakes, to ask forgiveness from each other and from God for the mistakes that we've made, and to pledge to try to be better in the future. Clearly, that's a large part of Rosh Hashanah with its themes of judgment and God as a judge, as a king, and overtly Yom Kippur, asking for forgiveness, confessing our sins, uh, receiving atonement by the end of Yom Kippur. But the Rambam, Maimonides, explains the concept of teshuva in a much deeper manner. The Rambam says is, great is teshuva because it draws a person close to God. The prophet Hosea says, Shuva Yisrael, return Israel, Ad Hashem Elokecha, until you reach God. Which means that if we return, remember the word Teshuva, which we use for the word repentance, but means return. If we return in Teshuva, it brings closer those who are removed, says the Rambam. Yesterday, the sinner was far from God, and today, after Teshuvah, he is beloved and desirable, close and dear. In other words, the goal of Teshuvah is not just fixing up the mistakes that we have made so that we're not going to be punished for them or held accountable for them. That's the tool. That's the intermediate step. The goal is to come closer to God. Our sins draw us farther, farther from God. That's the problem. It's not just that we're held accountable for the sins that we do. It is that they have created a distance between ourselves and God. And that is what we are trying to correct. And so teshuva, repentance, does not mean to turn away from a specific sin, according to the Rambam. It means to return to the relationship of intimacy with God that we had before the sin took place. And this is the deepest truth. There is only one theme 
of the entire High Holiday season. From today until the end of Shemini HaTzeres. To come closer to God. And every individual action and every different mood all seeks to move us further to that goal. We start with the concept of Malchus recognizing God as a king and blowing the shofar. We fast on Yom Kippur and pray like angels who are not even physical beings. We have a Shabbos in between, Shabbos Shuvah, so that we can utilize the harmony and rest and spirit of Shabbos to bring us closer to God. We have sitting in a sukkah where we are enveloped by God's presence, waving a lulav and esrog we're in all directions in order to indicate that God is in every direction and we are surrounded by God. And then finally, Shemini Ha'atzeres, the eighth day of Sukkot. Shemini Ha'atzeres has no unique mitzvah. It's just a day of Yom Tov. It's a holiday. And our rabbis explain, it is pure. There's no tool. There's no intermediary. It is a holiday that celebrates our relationship with God. It is the ultimate goal of everything else. Recognizing God as a king, being forgiven on Yom Kippur, those are not the ultimate goals. They're very, very important, but they are not the ultimate goals. The ultimate goal is the way in which every one of those steps brings us closer to God. And that's what the paragraph is about. Even if an army would come against me, my heart is not afraid. I have one question. I have one request from God. I don't ask for forgiveness. I don't ask for atonement. I don't ask for any of those things. I do ask for them, but that's not the ultimate question. The one ultimate question is, Shivti Hashem I want to be in your house. I want to be next to you, God. Hashem I want to gaze on the beauty of God and worship in his temple. That's it. I want to be close. That's all I want. That's all that's that's the goal. And and every moment of these days. Is in a is a milestone. It is a um, a highlight that will take me closer to that goal. Everyone with its own unique actions, moods, spiritual energy, but they're all driving me to that goal. And then the paragraph gives us a stark and dramatic image of what God is offering us with this intimacy, if we do approach. And of course, when we see what God is offering us, we need to try to reciprocate and to emulate in our lives. Near the end of the paragraph, Ki avi vi'imi azavuni even if my mother and my father were to forsake me, 
God would take me in. The love that God has for every one of us is even greater than the love that a father and a mother has for their child. The love that a father and a mother has for their child is unlimited. It's incomprehensible. And yet somehow God's love for every one of us is even greater than that. That's what God is offering us if we come close. So this story happened to me many years ago at the very beginning of my career. I got a call from a Jewish woman and she pleaded with me to visit her son, who was an adult, <clears throat> and he was a patient at in a state mental hospital. And so I visited him several times. And this woman kept calling me, please go back and see him again. Go see what he needs. Please try to get him out. He's stuck there. They won't release him. What can you do to help? Please visit him and intercede and try to get him out and try to help him see what he needs. Over and over again, she kept calling me. And she would say to me, listen, whatever his problem is, all he needs is to be home where I can take care of him. Just let him come home. That will take care of it. So, as I say, I went to visit and I did speak to people in the hospital and I was speaking to a social worker and I was conveying the message that the mother was, was giving. And I asked the social worker, what did this young man do to have caused him to be committed to this place without a chance of release? Because they were not releasing him. That was not going to happen. What did he do? He had violently attacked his parents, his mother and his father, sending them both to the emergency room with injuries. And his mother was fighting to get him back, to be able to express her love for him. I'll never forget that. And in this line of Tehillim, David Amalekim David is telling us God's love for every single one of us is even greater than that. Our sages implanted this lesson into the very beginning of this journey, which starts today, Rosh Chodesh Elul, the first day of the Jewish month of Elul, the month before Rosh Hashanah. The name of this month, Elul, our sages tell us famously, is an acronym for the words Ani Ledodi Vedodili. I am my beloved's, referring to God, and my beloved is mine. Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg explains that the preparation for this season, the preparation for the first milestone, and for all the subsequent milestones in order to get to the ultimate goal of this season must be that I know that I have a relationship with God and he cares for me. 
And that is true for every single one of us. There's only one question. There's only one request. There's only one theme. There's only one goal to this entire season. To be able to gaze on the beauty of God. That's the roadmap to our journey. Starting today and ending at the end of Sukkos. I look forward to taking this journey together with you. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.